Hey everyone, excited to share God's word with you today. My name is Richard from Lifehouse here in Hong Kong. And this month we've been talking about moving closer to purpose. And I am personally really excited about this topic because it's a huge part of my testimony. It's a huge part of why I've flourished uh, in our church over the last 15 years or so. And I believe God wants to explode purpose in your life to give you a life of meaning, a life of significance, a life that you are excited about. And so that is what we're talking about today. But before we start, let's pray and uh, just ask for God to speak to us during this time together. Jesus, we thank you that you have, uh, you've made us in a unique way for a unique purpose, a kingdom purpose. And we want to discover that. We want to serve you. We want you to use us in a powerful way. So speak to us powerfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing. All right. Well, hey, my message is called, Where Can I Find Purpose? And I want to tell you that you can unlock your unique kingdom purpose inside your local church. That's right. I believe that there is a context to discovering purpose. There's a place, there's a position that we can get ourselves in where God can uh, help us to discover our purpose. Many times in life we're asking uh, ourselves, or maybe we're asking God, like, what is my purpose? What is my calling? What have you called me to do? What's your will for my life? What's your plan? You know, all these kind of big questions, and they're great questions. I certainly had those questions as I came into Lifehouse Church as a young person. Uh, but today I want to kind of change the question a little bit to not just what is my purpose, but where can I find my purpose? Because we can actually get in position to find our purpose. You know, when you lose something, you're actually looking, you need to know where it is. So if you're looking to find something, you got to know where the right place to be is. And I believe that place is the local church. That's right. We are designed to belong in God's house in a kingdom community that loves each other, that is growing and is worshiping and serving Jesus together. That's the place where we are going to find purpose. So let me unpack that a little bit. Let's get into a story. And my first point here in discovering purpose is that you're, you're going to discover kingdom purpose in a kingdom problem. Okay, this is quite interesting, but, but I believe that God has actually placed you in your church to solve a problem, maybe to meet a need in your church, a kingdom need. You see, every church has needs, okay? Uh, I, I don't know about your church, uh, where you're watching from today, uh, but I'm sure that you can see that there are needs in your church, and that doesn't mean that something is wrong. It just means that we're a growing community and uh, that there's a gap that is needed to be filled. And in Acts 6 verse 1, we actually see that the church was exploding with growth. Like God was moving. The Holy Spirit was touching people. People were being saved and baptized like everywhere, right? We know the stories of the early church. Uh, it was rapidly multiplying. And yet there was also some challenges that came along with that growth growth. So uh, in Acts 6 verse 1, it says, as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Okay. Some people in the church were not happy. Why is that? 
It says the Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers. Hey, isn't this cool? They were doing bilingual church. Yay! We love bilingual church. Anyway, uh, so these two different language groups uh, were having some challenges. What was that challenge? Well, it says that they were saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. All right, some people were going hungry. And I don't know about you, but when I get hungry, I get a little bit upset too, all right? We call that in English, we say hungry and angry. That's when you're hangry, all right? So we've got some hangry people, some hangry believers. And honestly, I'm making a joke about it, but this could have become a very serious problem to the early church. This could have become, you know, a, it, it was becoming a discrimination problem, a racial issue, uh, two different groups in the church, and uh, it was actually affecting the unity of the church, the sense of family in the church. So this was much bigger than just food. This was the whole unity of that community, and people were missing out. So there's a big problem here in this rapidly growing church. And I think that's important to know that, hey, I'm a pastor and uh, I've seen in church life, you can have a church that's being blessed, but there's also problems as well. All right. That is normal. Uh, in f- there is no perfect church. If your church has a problem or a need, that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that, hey, maybe God has placed you there or someone else to help in that area. And so what did the disciples decide to do? In verse 2, it says, So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. And they said, Hey, we apostles should spend our time teaching the Word of God and not running a food program. Very interesting. Now, obviously, up until this point, these apostles had been running the food program. But they're realizing that the scale of our church is becoming too big. We can't do everything. So they're not saying, hey, oh, we're we're better than this. We we shouldn't be running a food program. They're just saying, hey, we can't take all of this. We need to delegate. We need some other leaders. We need some other people to step into this gap so that we can be released to focus on the specific things that God has called us to do, what we're gifted to do, what we're anointed to do. And we need to release some other people uh, that can uh, use their gifting and their anointing to help this important area of providing food for the church. And uh, so, you know, that's what happens in in church life. We see that there are needs. And when, when there is a need, there's two ways we can go about it. Like we can see that problem in the church and we can become critical and say, oh, well, hey, the drumming is always out of time at this church or, oh, the translation isn't very accurate. Or So, you know, we could get critical about something in church life or we could choose to be part of the solution. And I actually think sometimes God is giving us a clue in some of the things maybe that we complain about Maybe there's actually some purpose, some kingdom purpose in that thing that you feel a complaint about in your heart. Maybe God is actually saying, hey, come on, it's time for you to fill that gap, to to bring a solution and not just point out a problem, but say, hey, I'd love to help in this area of church life and maybe owning that, that problem. Uh, I can think of a great example in our church. We had uh, we had a really great youth ministry. It was thriving, and some of our young people were graduating, right, moving out of youth ministry and into the working world. Yay! <laughs> the reality of work, you know, every day, Monday to Friday. 
Uh, but the thing was, they were coming out of a very excited, passionate youth community. And our, at the time, we didn't have a really strong young adults group. And there was uh, a great group of people graduating. And one of them, uh, one of our young guys, his name is Brian. I think I've talked about him before on uh, these videos. Uh, and he just said, hey, you know what? Uh, we, we had such a great community before. There's a gap here. We need to do something about the young adults community. And instead of just complaining about it and, oh, like I wish I was still part of the youth. And, you know, instead of doing that, he said, like, come on, guys, let's get together. And a few of them got together and they started building a young adults ministry in our church. And, and it is now, you know, one of our, one of our most fruitful and exciting uh, demographics in the whole church. Like God has moved, like God was on this the whole time. And it all started with a problem. It all started with uh, Brian and the guys seeing, hey, there's a gap here. Maybe we could fill that gap. Maybe we could bring a solution and own that problem. And, and what I love is seeing these young people rise because they're finding kingdom purpose, right? Uh, they're excited about what God is doing through them. They're seeing the fruit and it's filling their hearts. And that's always been my experience too, is every time I've, I've stepped up and I've maybe served a need in the church, maybe I gave to something that I could give to, or I've served in some way, or I've stepped up into leadership, even when that felt scary. And it's always brought a real fulfillment in my heart and giving me given me a real kingdom purpose that I'm something I'm excited about. I want to encourage you. What, where are the problems that you see? Where are the needs that you could fill? Have a look around your church and then start thinking, what what could I do? Uh, how could I fill this gap? And I bet you're going to discover some kingdom purpose in your life too. Number two, let's move on. You can discover kingdom purpose in a kingdom responsibility. So not just finding a problem, but also taking responsibility. Acts 6 verse 3. So, so they've identified the problem. Hey, we can't be running this food program any longer. It's, it's, it's too much on our plates. So what are we going to do about it? Verse 3. And so brothers, select seven men who are well respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. All right. So some, some great, uh, great guys in the church, some godly men. We will give them this responsibility. Ooh, big word. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and in teaching the word. We will give them this responsibility. Hey, let me tell you that kingdom responsibility is a blessing. It's a blessing of purpose. And uh, many times in my life, in fact, when I first came to Lifehouse, I believe I was in a, in a period of running away from responsibility. I was avoiding responsibility because to me, responsibility just looked like more work, right? Have you ever felt like that? Like maybe you're new to the church and you're thinking about whether you should start serving or not. And you hear people talking about the dream team or maybe becoming a leader and you think, oh, it sounds a bit like work. Sounds, you know, and so I, I was thinking of it in that context, which it totally isn't, but that's the way I was thinking. And uh, so I was avoiding responsibility. And what I, what I realized later on was every time I avoided responsibility, I was actually avoiding purpose. 
When you avoid responsibility, you avoid your purpose because there is, res- there is purpose found when we step up and we say, you know, God, I want to I take on this responsibility. I want to carry this, uh, this, this role, this opportunity. I want to carry this well for you to bless your kingdom, to bless my church. And in this moment is where we, we, we really discover our purpose. I can think of uh, a time uh, not so long ago in our church, we were getting something starting, started on Wednesday nights, okay? We were running a language exchange in the evening and people were coming to that and that was cool. Lots of people from outside of our church were getting connected. And then after that, we would, right here actually, uh, this is actually a screen, we would show the message video uh, from that Sunday. And uh, so all those people that came to Language Exchange had the opportunity. We would invite them to stick around afterwards, eat some dinner together, and watch the message on the screen. And we we loved it. I I was part of that, and I was actually kind of leading that at the time. And it was great. But uh, I, I really felt there was a time when I needed to pull out and give the next group of people the responsibility to lead Wednesday nights. And I remember when I told our team, hey guys, I'm not going to come anymore. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> and I said, look, uh, you guys are amazing. And I, I think you can take this to the next level. And I think at the time they were a little bit nervous about that. And But we just had, we just saw people rise and coming up with new ideas on how they could make Wednesday nights more exciting and build the community and make it more inviting. And Wednesdays has turned into a real amazing community in our church where new people are every week coming and hearing God's word and and finding out about our church and we've got an opportunity to connect with them personally. It's awesome and it's all because some people stood up and took responsibility of Wednesday nights. They could have said, look, you know, Ah, oh, that's a big new thing and we've never done that before. But no, instead they just dis- they use their gifts and they discovered new gifts and uh, in that place they're finding kingdom purpose. Because that's what happens when we carry responsibility well. I want you to think about it. The people that you respect in your life, right? Maybe it's a parent or a relative or a teacher or a famous person. Why do you respect that person? Usually it's because they, they've done something wonderful. They've carried a responsibility well. And you admire that, right? These are the people that we actually look up to. Not the ones who run from responsibility. Not the Jonas of the world, right? He ran from God's call on his life. No, we don't want to be a Jonah. But we want to be someone who says, Okay, God, hey, I might be nervous or whatever. And I've never done this before. And this is new to me. But God, I know you're with me and I want to take responsibility and bless my church and maybe lead this connect group or maybe help someone uh, understand more about baptism or, or maybe give to this project in the church because I've got the finance and the church has a need. That's an amazing thing to carry on uh, in our lives. You know, Matthew 11 verse 29 talks about this, this thing that we carry because as we give our lives to Jesus, uh, it's not like we just we just have nothing to do. We have, you know, complete freedom and whatever. God actually has a purpose. He has something for us to carry. But it's not like the way that the devil, you know, puts a burden on us with sin and guilt and shame. No, that's a heavy burden on our life. The Bible says, or actually Jesus said this. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. 
and you will find rest for your souls. Ah, you'll find purpose. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. You know, this, this, this responsibility that I'm talking about, it's not a heavy thing. It's a light responsibility. It's a joy. I'm so grateful for this yoke in my life that Jesus lets me carry in His church. The responsibility He's given to me over the years. Uh, it's, been, it's given my life true purpose. I have found purpose as I've carried uh, this leadership in the church or serving in the church, giving in the church. It's given me purpose. You know, Jesus took the real burden, right? He carried the real burden on the cross, my sin, everything I've done wrong in my life, right? Our sin. He's forgiven us through the cross. He's taken that burden off us, but He gives us uh, a responsibility uh, of purpose, of meaning. He gives us a a life of meaning, and I am so grateful for this. You know, everyone is built for, to carry something. The human beings as a species, we're, we're designed to carry something. And when we carry nothing, we don't feel good. You know, that's why if you look at some of the world's most richest, most powerful business people, right, they keep working. And, I, you know, people like Elon Musk, right, he's trying to get the human race to Mars. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. He's looking for a bigger purpose. He's not looking for more money. He's got more money than he could ever spend in his life. You know, he's not just thinking, oh, well, I've got all this money. Let me just retire on the beach uh, with martinis for the rest of my life. No, because that's meaningless. There's no purpose in it. Hey, a holiday is nice. I would like a nice break, you know, a week off. That's great. Have your holiday. But at the end of it, we are still looking for purpose. We're looking for something to carry. And God has given us something even more exciting than getting the human race to Mars He's giving us the mission of getting the human race to heaven. Come on. Come on. That's your local church mission. We're going to get people to heaven in your city. Come on. What a kingdom purpose to get behind. And as we step up and take responsibility, like, God, hey, let me lead in your church. Let me lead a connect group. Let me serve in some way. You're going to find just an incredible joy in your life. And this won't feel like a burden. It'll feel like... uh, I don't know, it's custom fit for you. That's the way I feel. And I know that some people may look at my life and say, hey, I don't want to do what you do. That's okay. (laughs) You don't have to. But what I do, I love. This has given me purpose in my life. And so this leads to my, my, my last point, which is really about our unique grace. You're going to find purpose in your unique grace and gifting in the church. And we're all graced differently and your grace looks different to mine. And hey, I would be quite uncomfortable in maybe some of your roles, just as you might be uncomfortable in some of my roles. But we can all flourish in our unique place, belonging in the church and using our gifts to serve Jesus. I love that. Romans 12, verse 4 to 6 says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, So it is with Christ's body, the church. We are many parts of one body and we are all belong to each other in His grace. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. You're amazing. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. And actually, I won't read it, but it goes on to say, uh, give many more examples of different gifts. If you've got the gift 
use the gift to build up the body of Christ because the church will be blessed and you will discover purpose. Yes, we're all uniquely made by God. You are a masterpiece, actually, the Bible says. You are amazing. God has handcrafted you. There's a perfect shape for you in God's kingdom. And you've got to find the U-shaped hole in your church. And you've got, to, you've got to plug it, you know, like you've got to fill that hole. Take responsibility. Jump in. Use your gifts and you're going to discover kingdom purpose. That's why in our Grow course, we talk about discovering gifts and we have a gift discovery quiz at the end of the Grow course because we want to help you discover more about how God made you and how you can apply that and belo- you know, in your place to belong in the church because as you do, you're going to discover real meaning in your life. And I think about one example in our church here is uh, for many years, I was leading the youth ministry of the church and I was doing my best, okay? I was going to high schools and meeting with young people and doing stuff on the street. And hey, I honestly, I put my heart into it, was praying and uh, believing for God to grow that ministry. And it was okay, but after a while, there came a young guy and uh, he was a funny guy and uh, just his name is him and he just connected so well naturally with young people and he just loved young people and as I talked to him, I just knew he had a heart for the next generation and he was just so good with young people. And as, we, as he took on more responsibility in church life, we just started to see the youth ministry go from pretty much zero to just to start flourishing to a point of real strength in the church. And that was because he was gifted. He was anointed and he'd stood up. He'd seen a gap and he'd stepped into that gap with his own unique gifts and strengths. And he discovered fruitfulness and also purpose in his life. And, you know, when everyone sees him operate in his gifts, we're like, yeah, that's good. It's better than Richard doing that. Come on. Yay. Everyone likes that idea. And that's what happened with the disciples too. Acts 6 verse 5. It literally says everyone liked this idea, right, of appointing some other people to lead this food ministry so that the apostles could stick with with, uh, the teaching of the word. And so everyone liked this idea. So they chose the following. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, and and all these other guys. They chose them, some gifted guys who had high character, men of God, but they also had a unique fit that could take this food ministry to the next level. Those guys not only discovered their purpose, but they also ended up... uh, lifting the lid on the church and many people were blessed the church grew god's mission moved forward because these men used their unique grace their gifts they plugged the hole and the church moved forward Acts 6 verse 7 here's the result so god's message continued to spread amen the number of believers greatly increased in jerusalem and many of the jewish priests were converted too the Holy Spirit moved as these gifted men stood up into the gap and brought their leadership along with the apostles to the church. And hey, guys, I want to tell you, you are designed 
for a place in God's house. There is a kingdom need that he has placed you here for. And as you, just, as you step into that, you're going to find real purpose in your heart. And you're just going to feel good seeing God move through you and into the church. So why don't we pray right now? Jesus, I pray that you'd speak to us about gaps. I pray that, that, that we would have this, this mindset, this attitude of, hey, hey God, how can, I, how can I fill this gap? How can I help? How can I meet this need, Lord? Whether that's on the dream team or maybe a financial gift or bringing our leadership to something, Lord, speak to us. We want to be used powerfully by you. We want to discover our kingdom purpose in our church. So speak to us as we, as we step out and as we notice things in our church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, and guys, I believe that as we've been speaking and praying, that there's been things maybe popping up in your heart. And maybe you need to go talk to a leader about that and uh, just maybe say, hey, how can I help? I'd love to help in some way. I'd love to fill that gap if there is a need there. I'd encourage you to do that. Now, lastly, I want to talk to those of you who don't yet have a relationship with Jesus because you can't find purpose without getting connected to your Creator. He made you. He designed you. He knows your purpose. And so right now, I want to give you a chance to invite Him into your life. The Bible says He, rose, he, he died on the cross and He rose again for me and for you. He's changed my life. He has given me a purpose and you can discover that too right now if you, if you would just open your heart to Jesus. And maybe that's your first time coming to Him. Maybe you want to come back to Him. You can do that by praying this prayer with me right now. So let's read this out together and pray this to Jesus. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. Come on. Come on, praise God. We're so excited for your decision to follow Jesus right now. And really, hey guys, that's the beginning of a life of purpose. And hey, we're so excited to continue to grow with you on this journey of purpose. So we'll see you in the next uh, church service. God bless and have an amazing week.